Hello there! It's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad, with me as always, with great power comes great responsibility. It's Anthony James. Uh, have to be that one. Hello everyone. I, g- I, I gave away the good one. I gave away the good one last week, and then that was the only other line I could remember. From... I mean, that's a good one, to be honest with you. That is, that is a good one. You gave away the meme one last week. Yeah, I mean, they say... The the nostalgic one this week. They say it often enough in these movies, let's be honest. Um, For those of you who haven't figured it out or read the title of the video you're watching, um, we're talking about that there Spider-Man movie. It's Mm -hmm. Mm Spider-Man No Way Home this week. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat, that we will talk about spoilers at some point in this video later on, but Mm -hmm. don't don't worry, don't you fear. You can listen spoiler-free for... I don't know, half an hour, let's say. Mark it on your watches. Well, we'll, we'll, it'll be about half an hour from now. um, But don't worry, you won't be spoiled on anything. Anthony, how are you doing? Doing very well, Conrad. Conrad, uh, Conrad, doing very well. I think I did a little, (laughs) did a little Bruce Forsyth there. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) moving into Christmas quite nicely. I think when this video releases, it will be Christmas the next day. So. Ooh, very exciting, very exciting time. The so, season. Yeah, so as you're listening to this, uh, I'm probably sitting there with a nice wee hot chocolate, potentially a Bailey's, potentially a Bailey's. Oh, very, great, not, very the, the greatest trick of all time, the Bailey's. Do you know the trick about Bailey's, Conrad? For a little opening segment banter here. Do you know the trick about Bailey's, Conrad? What's that? Well, they they were invented like in the like the late seventies or eighties, and uh, their advertising campaign was all about how it was traditional to have a Bailey's at Christmas or whatever, or a yeah. traditional Bailey's. And it's like it's only a new company, but they successfully tricked the world. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, the diamond industry in like the thirties convinced everyone that like engagement rings had always been diamond, when in fact they actually just wanted people to buy diamonds, and now yeah. that's all that anyone buys for engagement rings, apparently. Um, I actually, I was about to say I didn't, but actually, no, I did. Uh, I, we, I our, did. Ma- our main stone is not a diamond, but we have little diamonds around it. Okay, yeah, no, I, I did as well because I am a hypocrite, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but the less said about that, the better, because otherwise, we'll dwell on the darkest recesses of my own opinion of myself. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's talk about some gosh darn movies. It's, it's all going to be right in the end, Conrad. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> well, although 100% it is not going to be all right in the end. <laughs> I don't know what the end, whatever the end is of, of anything, it's not going yeah. to be all right. By its very definition, the end yeah, it's yeah. going to be bad. <laughs> Movies. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about them. Um, first things first, we need to get this out of the way because I'm excited about it and I think you're going to be excited about it too. I don't know if you'll have seen this yet, but have you watched... Uh, the new trailer for The Northman, the new uh, Robert Eggers uh, Viking movie. You know I've watched it, Conrad, because my wife is is has worked on that film. So she's uh, it's going to be a, the first thing. Any, everything my wife has worked on beforehand has been for a streaming service or a TV show. So this is going to be the first time that we see my wife's name in the credits on the big screen. Mm, that's going to be awesome. So... I'll, I'll get your opinion in a second, but I'm just going to say, it looks fucking cool. Like, yeah. I like Robert Eggers a lot. Um, and I was expecting it to be... I think we've talked about this, not necessarily on this podcast before, but but the the, the kind of uh, Nicholas Vindingreffing... Nicholas Vindingreffen, I can never pronounce Valhalla his name. Valhalla Rising? Right, was uh, movie Valhalla Rising, which is a bit more of a kind of psychedelic, sort of horror-ish 
mm. movie, I guess. And I thought this was going to be more in line with that. But it seems from the trailer, which is not necessarily representative, but it's but the tone it's striking seems like it's more kind of just a, a kind of medieval, um, almost action-y kind of movie, really. Yeah, well, I, to be honest with you, um, obviously, you know, everything is behind closed doors, but um, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the film, but I know someone who does, uh, funny enough. Uh, but um, <laughs> according, I think that it is probably going to be the most, you know, Put, like I don't know how to put this. I don't think actiony is the way to put it. I think there will be some action in it, but it's going to be like the most mainstreamy type of film that he's done so far, yeah. uh, which is interesting because I think he'll do a completely interesting take on that sort of revenge film plot yeah. sort of thing. Because the way the trailer portrays it is that like you know he's been away for a long time and he's coming back to challenge his brother or whatever it was i can't quite remember yeah it's like a revenge fantasy yeah so i I would imagine that this will probably be in line with like uh his other films in in tone and stuff but it will have that sort of traditional revenge plot to it which which is which is new for him actually because he's going you know maybe it'll mean that he'll grab more more viewers that way who knows possibly I, i actually don't know how many people saw the lighthouse and the witch i know in, I in saw the, the lighthouse in in the Q, QFT guys ever in Belfast. That's uh, Mark Commode's uh, uh, selected cinema in Belfast. You need to, you oh, need to go there, Conrad. Need to go there, Conrad, I think I I think I walked past there not two days ago. In fact, um, that's the one one near the the university. Isn't it's it? right next to Queen's University. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I walked past that the other day. It was lovely, lovely quaint place. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I I, I just wanted to mention it because. It's a Robert Eggers movie, and it's got a yeah. all-star cast. Looks and good. I, I, I like 2022 is looking up if that still manages to release that year, which uh, we all hope it does. Yeah. Okay. Spider-Man. We talked Spider-Man. a bit about. Spider-Man. Yep. He does whatever a spider can. So I hear. <laughs> uh, spin, spins a web anytime, catches evil just like flies. Hang on. Where's, where's a spider pig come in? There is no spider pig. That's oh. A, that's, uh, we don't. Actually, well, there is now that into into the Spider-Man. Actually, happened, yes, is, actually, yeah, that's actually funny. Yeah, I didn't realize I was yeah. Spider Pig. Yeah, that's I've made a fool of myself there, to be honest. But um, we'll we'll not dwell on that. Uh, there <laughs> is, I, I know, I said no spoilers. There is no Spider Pig in No Way Home, which is the movie that we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they didn't get to that universe. Um, so first things first. I mean, we talked last week about Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I d- oh, or the various Spider Man movies and what we thought about them. I don't think. I have heard as much public clamor around a movie, around any movie really, since the Avengers. Yeah. But certainly not a Spider-Man movie, as there is around uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yes, well, I think it's really because they're bringing in uh, all the bad guys from uh, from the old ones. You know, um, I think I think it it puts it across three different generations of people i think you have you know <laughs> my generation and your generation who grew up with the toby Maguire ones you've got the uh you know god bless them you've got the andrew garfield ones yeah the, the you, forgotten middle yeah. child of, yeah. in, the, in the andrew garfield yeah. spider-man films and then you've also got the, the these new ones and i think as well as that like there hasn't the the, the buzz around these characters coming in uh, has been has grown and grown and grown, and I think the the, the, the marketing campaign for it has been very successful. And yeah. you're right; it does feel like the biggest moment in sort of aspect, like the MCU anyway, since like Avengers Endgame. Like, that was yeah. the last time where they had this big, massive 
thing. And it probably is because of the MCU that this film is as hyped as it is. Spider-Man yeah. films were always... I always really enjoyed them, but they always did just sort of come out and then they were a good superhero film for a few for a few months or a month in the cinema, and then they were gone again. Uh, whereas this one does really feel like it's been hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, and then it's yeah. really performing as well. It's a it's a, it's a tentpole release, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I know I like I kind of rag on MCU films sometimes because they're they're kind of made to formula, which I st- I still think is true. But um, I think it, your criticisms of them are made to formula as well. Oh, how dare you? How dare you suggest that my uh, my hatred of these movies is anything less than genuine? No, I do I do like a lot of these movies, um, but um, it's it is genuinely nice to have yeah. mo- a, like a movie that gets people excited, like get, gets I, I don't I don't use the word normal here disparagingly, but it gets your average person excited and talking about movies because yeah. I feel like the movie business as it is at the moment is a lot of people who are already kind of semi into movies um yeah. or at least into the idea of a certain kind of movie just talking cyclically about it on social media and and to kind of th- that's part of this as well but i think there is just that hype cycle that's getting random people to bring uh, bring their families to see it and, and as you've said it, ha- it is showing up in the financials not that that means yeah. everything but it's easily the biggest movie this year so far at the time of recording this, which is the mm-hmm. 21st of December. Third biggest movie opening of all time. Of all time. Adjusted for inflation, this. that That is, considering the state of the world, that is tremendous. Yeah, I think it's just beaten by, I want to say, one of the Star Wars movies and maybe, maybe Endgame or Infinity War, one of those two. Spider-Man, like, this is the thing. Spider-Man has, I, unlike the Avengers films... I think you're going to get parents taking younger children to see a Spider-Man film. Possibly. I, yeah. I think I think you're going to get six, seven, six, seven, five, even five-year-olds going to see a Spider-Man film. My kids are too young, uh, but I think, you know, there was some moments where you probably have to shield their eyes. But I, I think because it's <laughs> yeah. a PG, and I think you, you know, it's actually a 12A technically, actually. Ah, they'll let you in. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, you I give think, them a little nudge at the door and be like, "Look, they've seen some stuff, all right. Don't yeah, worry." Like, just for some reason, Spider-Man, and even for my son, there's a show on Disney Plus called Spidey. They're trying to indoctrinate them young, right? And for some reason, kids love Spider-Man, and it's maybe because they know what a spider is, and this guy's like got the powers of a spider, and they 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 can contextualize that in their mind. Um, yeah. It's like but they don't know, like what the hell's America? Like they don't know Captain America. You know, <laughs> Batman. Like my son, I had to convince him that Batman was a good guy. He thought Batman was a bad guy. Spider Man, for some reason, just they all like the blue and the red, the blue and the red. They just love Spider Man, and yeah. I think there is something I think about colourful. Is he, he's colourful yeah. and he's presented as a child. You know, his yeah. his. And I, I think I, I will get into this when we actually start talking about the movie because it's probably one of my biggest criticisms of all of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies and this one doesn't escape it. But I think Spider-Man as a character has always been... The thing that I've always really liked about him is that his whole shtick is essentially punching bank robbers and trying to get through high school or work as a photographer mm-hmm. and juggle that juggle being spider-man with like a tumultuous love life and it's like yeah. a very grounded story and i think kids i friendly neighborhood just, spider-man basically yeah exactly you know he hangs out with in queens and and arrests bank robbers or webs up bank yeah. robbers and it's all very kind of grounded in in the reality of peter parker and i i think that's something you don't really get from a lot of the other marvel superheroes certainly any that are, have been realized in um <clears throat> in in the mcu so far um but yeah so this has made more movie more money than infinity war now so it's on track to be in the opening weekend you mean 
Uh, well, no, just overall. Like it's it's already made more money than Infinity War. Um, Seriously. Did. Yeah. I, that, let me actually. That's been out for a week. There's no way that's going to be more. It must than, be at the same. It must time be at the same time. Yeah, because yeah. there's no way that's Infinity made more War made like nearly a billion. I guess. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. even over. It's actually yeah, it's made five hundred billion in its first it's, week. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Everyone went to see it. But okay, so Jeff Bezos went to see it like hundred yeah, million times. Yeah. Jeff Bezos actually bought all cinemas in the world <laughs> to watch this movie. Um and then we launched him into space and he never came back because that's what we should do with Jeff Bezos. Um, okay. Um so let's talk about Spider Man No Way Home. Twenty twenty one release. It's the end of the of the John Watts directed spider-man trilogy amy pascal has said there is going to be another trilogy with holland they haven't said if john watts will return to direct it um and essentially and this again we're not doing spoilers right the second so don't worry we're not gonna mm-hmm. not gonna get too too deep into anything but the, the the plot is essentially that at the end of far from home they mm-hmm. they've really they've done me up a kipper by naming all of these these movies they, they have the they have and you know what it's funny like what they, they released a really a funny video where they had like a whiteboard in the background with all the potential names and every variation of home was on there also oh, really? um i just want to say like you know just a little side thing about the name um i think this name maybe the maybe it was far from home or maybe this one was released uh people like people have really jumped on the meme of tom holland spoiling everything right yeah he, pro- he probably did it like twice or something and now ev- and now everyone <laughs> yeah. just jumps on it so but it's got to the point where there's like really obvious like disney sponsored tom holland fake oh leaks. yeah 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 like, like we're, we're, but, but they approved spoilers that yeah but what i don't like is that they put <clears> them like the people put them in the like compilations of him actually spoiling stuff and i'm just like who's who's fooled by this <laughs> Like who's yeah. actually fooled by this co- this corporation taking advantage of this uh, thing that happened once? You know. Anyway, I mean, anyway, that, 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 that's just like that that's like the kind of little little kind of ecosystem of Marvel movies and the videos that cover them, though. Really, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. Marvel, and I, I, I will be honest. The hype around this, I found a little bit insidious because the Marvel the Twitter account was like, oh, you know, if you don't want to get stuff spoiled, you know, use this hashtag and everything, and it was like. I don't know. I don't like when brands pretend to be people, and that one just—I yeah. I know they do it all the time, but that one rubbed me the wrong way a bit. And then, as you say, you've got stuff that is clearly like board-certified leaks or leaks, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, but you've got this whole like ecosystem of uh, of like YouTube channels that are like, oh my god, I'm reacting to Tom Holland spoiling something. And it, and Seven hundred and fifty-four just... Easter eggs, you know. Yeah, here's all the times that Tom Holland told us that that carnage was going to be in this movie and it's it's just nonsense but um i appreciate this is people this is those in glass houses given we do make videos on youtube but you know yeah i'm gonna release uh, an easter eggs video about this film tomorrow <laughs> yeah i'm not really i'm not really i don't um, have the time for that jesus christ no who has the time um certainly not spider-man because uh the uh, this uh, this movie picks up uh mm. pretty much immediately or literally immediately there's no yeah. pretty much about it mm-hmm. after the events of far from home he's he's web swinging with uh it's not mary jane she says her name in this it's mj is it it's Mar- marie joseph i think she's it's no it's uh jones watson i can't remember what her first name is but it's her, like a sort of double barrel last name jones watson yeah so it's jones watson but, but it's revealed in this that mj doesn't stand for mary jane in in tom holland's um tom yeah because holland's jones one. is the is the j uh, i don't know oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I but I don't I don't know what her her name is actually. Well, we'll just call her. I'll call her MJ. We'll call her MJ. We'll be familiar about this. Let's um, call her MJ. 
but he's swinging around with MJ and uh, J. Jonah Jameson um, <laughs> reveals via uh, the dying act of Mysterio uh, that uh, Spider-Man's secret identity is that of Peter Parker, a uh, high school child. High school child? That doesn't sound like the right phrase. High school teen um, <clears throat> from Queens. And essentially the plot of this movie is that through this revelation his life is ruined the lives of his two best friends played by zendaya and i can't remember his his other friend the actually plays his other friend's name but ah, their lives yeah. are ruined their college career or their college prospects are kind of ruined and parker approaches as we all would in this situation uh time wizard dr strange to say can you create a spell to fix this for me i like and- this actually i like this plot point because the- yeah this happens. This needs to happen more. If you're going to properly, like Marvel's properly intertwined with each other, why wouldn't you go to Doctor Strange to fix anything? Like, Absolutely. Why, why? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah, it'd be like you know, I, I help beat Thanos. Do me this solid. Yeah. Let's just let's just rewind twenty four hours and deal with this. Um, yeah. So I, I I think that bit's really cool. Um, and and essentially, Doctor Strange creates a spell to try and wind back time. Wouldn't you know it? Things go a bit wrong and villains from all different multiverses are pulled into his uh, universe and he must then deal with them. That's your plot. Yeah. And it's put, a, it's, put a, it's put across that the villains are dragged in because they... The whole point was like... They, they know who he is. They know who he is because the spell was, was messed up. Now, I am a stickler for details, as you know, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> I don't believe that Jamie Foxx's Electro ever knew who Peter Parker was. I, I, I never I, saw that movie, so I can't uh, say, but I believe yeah. you. Like, I, I don't believe he ever did. Now, at the at a certain point in that film, he becomes, like, one with the grid or something. So potentially, just because he was in the grid, he knows everyone, who everyone is. Yeah, he, he's reading all of their emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't... I just don't I just don't think that really happened. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So it was actually really interesting uh, setup for a film. Um, the idea of these of these characters coming through, I think it, it does suffer a little bit with like you know the whole lead up to this. Everyone was talking about the Sinister Six, uh, yeah. and it has to be pointed out that there are only five. Um, they could have had six. They could have had the sixth member of the Sinister Six. Um, unfortunately, um, yeah, we don't get Michael Keaton's the Vulture. I can't remember if he died in Homecoming or if he's no, just he's, in jail. he went to prison. He went to prison. Um, okay, could have had the Vulture could have had mysterio coming back potentially but uh, he i don't know how he would really work in this because it's you know the way mysterio worked in oh the yeah last one. that's right mysterio is it i'm trying to remember who uh, shockers uh, the sinister six has had so many iterations at this point i don't think it even yeah. matters really oh yeah, yeah exactly but rhino's I, normally in there as well um well we, don't, we weren't getting rhino back let's be honest um oh, that was the one i was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. but but the thing was like the way it was put across was really interesting to me i think that it it, it suffered a little bit um because whenever you have a moment like this where you have all these other characters coming through, because there are other characters which exist, which it makes sense to think of, it's like, well, why didn't they come through? Why didn't they come through? And there's no explanation as to why no. like Rhino didn't come through or no explanation as to why... I mean, I'm glad he didn't, but why James Frank, <laughs> yeah, James yeah. Franco didn't come through. There's oh, no way, you know what I mean? Imagine a haggard James Franco, like a 60-year-old James Franco, or however old he is now, staggering through. Dude, what is with you and, and people's ages? I just, don't like, I just don't like James Franco. Oh, no, no, you shouldn't like him. You, you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. like him. He's a... He's a, he's a He's he's a bit he's a he's a bit of a creep to be honest with you. Um, yeah, um, I just age up anyone I don't like as a defense mechanism against them being more successful or, or more handsome than me. <laughs> it's it's funny like... about James Franco. I could actually probably still watch the Disaster Artist and not be creeped out by him because he already is a creep. 
yeah, he's playing the part perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very, very method of him. <laughs> yes, I mean, okay, so you've, you've kind of struck upon it. So I think this is the first, first point we really want to hit here, which is that this is essentially fan service the movie. Um, I don't like, I'm, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'll let you say your thing, then I'll disagree with you. Oh, no, I'm not okay. going dis- to disagree with you, but you know what I mean. I don't mean I don't mean this like dismissively. Basically, what I mean is that they have they don't spend a lot of time with any of these characters. They don't really have any interest in exploring the characters that they're bringing in. It's all really in service of giving Tom Holland Spider Man a few moments of um of genuine kind of emo- like emotional pathos i think throughout throughout this throughout this movie um and it's it mostly works i think but it yeah. is i but it is kind of noticeable that willem dafoe's green goblin slash norman osborne and uh and alfred molina's dr octopus <clears throat> It's no, those those guys are the and, and to a lesser extent actually thomas hayden church's sandman um those are the best actors that mm. playing the villains and those are the ones that you really kind of empathize with because they're able to do a lot with the very limited screen time and lines that they're actually given um yeah okay for, for, for one i would say like the the effects on sandman now are way better than they used to be um i think they did a really good job there oh yeah they definitely are i, th- I think i think that uh green goblin and dr octopus being having the most put into them Makes sense because they were the most well-built villains from the previous films. Like they were able, they like they were building on top of a mountain. Whereas for, whereas for the other ones, like the 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 lizard and and the electro, like to be honest with you, like and I, they 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 just made fun of those characters. And then also yeah. Jamie Foxx's electro was trying to come get over how much of a pathetic loser he was in in the, his film. So like they had a lot of stuff to try and fix with lizard. They were like. You know, let's just make jokes about Lizard, but for for Electro, they were trying to fix him a little bit, which which did did hurt the characterization a little bit. I think it's still, as you say, it's still actually everything still kind of worked actually. Um, but the 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 ones which are the better villains from from the original films were better in this as well. And I, I to be honest with you, like if you, I think if you were to th- think about that. I think the amount of screen time, like or, or like actual time devoted to the storylines of the Green Goblin and Doctor Doctor Octopus, I would say maybe ten minutes to Green Goblin in a two and a half hour film, and I'd say maybe mm. seven or eight minutes to Octopus. Uh, so it's not nothing, but obviously, if it was a single villain film, it, you would have like forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you'd have a lot. So it does. It does. It, it does it does seem strange in one way but it does work maybe and maybe it's because we know the characters already but it, it works yeah. for me it works well, for I, me. I think yeah i mean i think if if you had different actors playing these parts it wouldn't work because yes, you are yes they are um they are like you, you're relying upon audience nostalgia to get you a lot of the way there but mm-hmm. willem dafoe and alfred Molina's performances are so good you would basically that- have justice league well, yeah, like, exactly. Just, obviously, it was the good guys that we didn't really know because they'd just be like, "Who the fuck is Steppenwolf?" I don't know. What yeah, yeah. Going on here? <laughs> um, it's a, but it, uh, but yeah, as I say, it's a tightrope to walk. I especially as like from my from my own point of view, anytime I see someone like leveraging nostalgia, I'm always like my bullshit meter immediately goes off, and I'm like, mm, okay, are you just using nostalgia to replace the fact that this is actually good. But I think they walk. I think they walk it very well, mm. and I think I think they get just the right amount of kind of fan service um, 
or they use their kind of fan servicey elements f- to good effect here. I think it's um, a fair point. I think it's a fair point. I, I I'm not a I'm I'm never I'm not one to rile against fan service for it just being fan service. Um, I think there are times when fan service is the right thing to do because the whole idea of fan service is that you're giving your fans what you want. But I think what you're pointing to is more of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge sort of fan service, more towards leaning on nostalgia type of fan service. And yes, there are one or two moments in this film which take you out of it. Um, There's a moment when we get into spoilers. There's a moment we get to talk. There's one or two moments in the film which do take you out of it. Um, Mm. uh, Which, which, which okay, like I laughed at at a few things, but it maybe it would have been a better overall film watching experience. Yeah. Um, if they didn't have it, but at the same time, like I I genuinely I genuinely think that this film didn't like this this weirdly, as one of the most hyped up films in history, didn't didn't disappoint like didn't, it didn't disappoint which is really saying something you know yeah i i think i agree with you um i i will okay so i'm gonna talk the kind of plot MacGuffin stuff now yeah which i think is probably the worst part of the movie and i don't mean to say it's awful i just think so you've got the spell in a box which is essentially it's essentially a MacGuffin that Doctor Strange creates which is the spell to make everyone forget and they put a button on it and when they press the button all the villains will go back to their own world and Mm -hmm. uh, Peter Parker decides no I'm not gonna it's it's not this theme of taking responsibility for his problems and his his own actions rather than letting others fix it which in this case is you know, sending sending these villains back to the worlds they came from, and letting letting uh, the Spider Men in those worlds deal with them. Like he has to deal with them himself. I'm totally on board with that. I did feel that it just kind of felt a bit messy. The the kind of the way they arrive at like, oh, we're gonna cure these villains of their villainy, which is kind of the central the central plot of the movie. Is is um, we're not just gonna kill these villains. We're going to try and fix them. Um, which does work for one or two of them but not all of them like uh uh i understand like dr octopus it makes sense because in the original film like his chip got broken and you can understand that would work um i suppose uh green goblin kind of made sense to me too because if you are injecting him with something that's an anti thing electro um like that guy yeah he is full of electricity now (laughs) but that's not why he's a dick you know but i I think I'd be interested to get your take on this, but I, I found myself watching that they spend a long time, t- kind of go- getting to this point where they're gonna they're gonna do like a fifteen minute sequence of making the cures for the villains, and the whole time it was going on, I did find myself being like, isn't this kind of like retroactively cheapening those other movies? If like this Spider Man can just whip up a fix in fifteen minutes that makes them all not villains anymore. Well, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Having said that, you have to view it in the context of this particular uh, universe being so far... Because of Tony Stark, basically. It's so far ahead. Tony Stark and also Hank Pym, as well as alien technology being brought in. It's so far ahead technologically than those other ones that it just just makes sense, to be honest with you. Um, I think... It's another one like the Doctor Strange thing, going around to his house and saying, here, can you fix this for me? It makes sense. It makes sense to me that you wouldn't just ignore the fact that this world has had what's happened in the last 26 films happen to the point where the, the world has so much higher uh, level uh, technology now. I think that works for me as well. 
Yeah, I guess so. I don't I, mean I, about I, retrospectively cheapening though. I, I don't. I don't think it does. But I, I, I know exactly. Like it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z. Does the fact that they need to go into the hyperbolic time chamber to train for like five years to beat Cell chain make the freezer fight any less stakes? You know, the stakes of the freezer fight any less? You know. Uh, yeah. I suppose. I, I, I just think with like the Willem Dafoe thing in particular, I'm like he was such a great villain. And, and the drive of his character is so is so fundamentally linked to his hatred of of Spider Man, um, and and it's and to to just have like another character be like, here's a syringe full of stuff that you can put in you, and now you're not a villain anymore. It was just a little bit like it's it's it, it's a kind of plot contrivance that's a bit dumb on its own. And I was like, okay, fine, but I I just I didn't find myself. I, I found myself taken out of the movie by that being the thing that they were trying to do rather than, I don't know, him talking him into being a better person or whatever, which might, I mean, maybe that would have been ridiculous in its own like way. Convincing because... the goblin part of him that he's, okay, he's actually a good yeah. guy. Yeah. I, like, I think I think that's fair enough to be honest with you. Um, I will say that that whole idea of like, you know, fixing the the villains, this film basically went exactly as I thought it would. This, there was no surprises yeah. to me in this film. I thought that... Like, I, I enjoyed it really. I really, really enjoyed it. I couldn't believe that I enjoyed it so much because it literally was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm. Uh, and that's no, the only thing that surprised me was I didn't know that there was going to be this whole fixing the villains storyline. Yeah, that was that. That was a, a a kind of left turn that I didn't see coming. To be yeah, honest. Yeah. Um, okay, right. I think we've done we've done our due diligence as <coughs> professional <coughs> podcasters, <coughs> and we are Spoilers. now yeah we're now going to talk for a little while about the spoilery stuff in this movie yeah. um, because there is some stuff to talk about I think that's important um, and um, we're going to do it now so if you don't want to be spoiled on Spider-Man No Way Home tune out tune out now right now do it now go and Spoilers. watch it Spoilers. Go, and, go and be one of those 500 billion people who are going to see this in Bezos's Pleasure Dome um, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to still be here talking about about, um, about spoilers so you have been warned yeah right Anthony, first off the bat, it's not, I'm not going to talk about the thing that probably everyone thinks I'm going to talk about here. I want to talk about a couple of tear-jerking moments in this that, for me, yeah. were the single best moments in the entire movie. Um, so, fucking Aunt May dies. Yeah, I saw it coming. She gets a glide. At, well, I mean, you know, as soon as she says the Uncle Ben quote, it's like... Oh, oh 100%. 100%. Oh, Aunt May, your days might be numbered. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she gets a glider in the back. Yeah. Um, they, they there's a few tear jerking moments in this, and I think they work. And I'm normally I, I'm I'm not a difficult cry at all in movies, but as I've said before, I'm quite cynical when it comes to Marvel stuff. I'm normally quite hardened to their emotional um, yep. Yep. emotional kind of high notes. But these they definitely worked on me. You know, like it was it, it, Tom it, Holland. It, Tom Holland is a force of nature. He's Oh. He's much. He's much too good an actor to be Spider Man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's probably true, to be honest. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, he was great in that moment, and I think that there's there's, there's a moment, probably the, I don't know if it's the best scene because there's not a lot in it, um, but there's a moment after Aunt May's death that is so beautifully shot. It's the moment where like Parker's like on the roof with his mask off, staring out at a night sky with like a, a neon sign kind mm-hmm. of illuminating his face, and it's just this like wonderful moment, both visually and from a character stance. Um, and really doesn't feel like something that belongs in a Marvel movie because it feels like the director being like, no, we're going to stop and breathe and spend some time pretty much silently with this character as he as he kind of processes this tragedy that's just befallen him. That's kind of his fault. Um, yeah. And it was wonderful. It really was wonderful. And I and I, I, I think 
there is a real heart to this movie behind the kind of gloss of the all the big comebacks and all the big reveals and the nostalgia there's a real heart to this movie um which i i the the the, the thing i was going to kind of going to kind of complain about with the holland movies and i i think we've talked about this before is i don't like the fact that in pretty much every movie that this version of spider-man has been in it feels like a grown-up turns up and tells him to go and yeah. punch a dragon that's gonna eat the universe or something and it just turns into this enormous world-ending horror and there's very little time for peter parker is trying to balance his relationship with mj and his friends mm-hmm. and his photography job while fighting crime i feel like the peter parker stuff just gets swallowed and thrown off to the side a lot and, and it just turns into a big marvel punch fest yeah and this didn't have that much of that i really wanted more but there was a little bit of it and what there was i thought was very good yeah no no no, no. I, I i agree with you i think as well like the you think about like obviously you had the whole doctor strange stuff with the with the the, the, the sky shattering and all these you know yeah obviously that the, there was the huge existential threat having said that the actual main part of just the villain fights it wasn't actually that big scale uh it was actually quite small scale it, like you know what's gonna happen they're gonna kill spider-man like what uh, yeah. you know what's what else is gonna happen like they were, they were they're not gonna end the world so um maybe eventually give them enough time i but those those emotional like sort of slow points i think they did a really good job at them and it means that i can forgive certain editing decisions in the first like sort of 20 30 minutes because i feel like there was there was a lot of very quick snappy stuff in that first yeah. 20 minutes and to the point where sometimes i'm just when i watch a film i don't agree with some of the choices to end like literally cutting away to a different scene like within a half a second of someone saying something like yeah. sometimes sometimes it was too snappy for me but it makes a lot of sense when you actually see what they were saving the time for later on and i think they made the right mm. decision yeah. Um, yeah 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 i absolutely agree with you I, I i mean i think that that finale um was really beautiful so i'm gonna spoil i guess the end of the movie here but yeah. but but the, the movie ends with uh with Doctor Strange having to basically uh, cast the spell to make everyone who's ever known Peter Parker forget about him, um, it's the cl- it's the classic. I'm going to give you what I was going to give you at the start, except now you you, you know not only is no one going to know you, but your aunt May's also dead. So he has to he has to take the solution that he didn't want, but it's even worse than what the thing he didn't yeah. want at the start. It's the yeah. classic, and he, and he has to you know be the hero and accept that. Yeah. That, that maybe that is better for his friends and for and for MJ which is kind of the implication of that that's what he's accepting at the end of this but movie she's still wearing the necklace she's still she wearing is, the necklace yeah but the but yeah so the the big the big kind of send off between Zendaya and Tom Holland is is beautiful it's really mm-hmm. beautiful you know these two young young attractive actors like just getting a moment to you know have a romantic climax to their love story that's 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 developed over three whole movies i thought it was great i really did think it was great and i and normally honestly marvel movies the the bit where they lose me is in the final third in the climax yeah. when it just turns into a bunch of people punching each other because it's normally just a, a big mess but it really worked for me uh that bit yeah and they said they found a way now somehow to have tom holland spider-man potentially be just a friendly neighborhood spider-man well, now i mean he's in the classic suit yeah. he's he, like he's got a complete fresh start like i love that at the end of yeah. this it's like he's in the classic suit 
that we're we're doing essentially a soft reboot of of Spider-Man as a character. We, yeah, now. but but he's had he has the whole history of everything that's happened. You know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great way to 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 restart or to do a new trilogy. I can't wait to see what they do with him because I yeah. do think the implication is heavily that he is going to be that classic Spider-Man now. Yeah, uh, he doesn't. Yeah. He like even though technically at the end, like we're not going to get. I think if you tried to get into the details of what does it mean that he's not there anymore, you would just quickly confuse yourself. It's not about that, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not about that. But but like I would imagine this Spider-Man because you know J. Jonah Jameson was still saying at the end he was still saying we don't know who Spider-Man is. Reveal yourself, you know. So he's still known. Having yeah. said that, I would like I I'd like to see like obviously he's still known and he still the stuff he did is still there like the necklace for MJ was he still in the avengers like do the avengers know obviously the avengers don't know who he is yeah but do they re- remember fighting with spider-man if not peter parker you know obviously they, mm. they they don't know it's peter parker but is he still technically a member of the avengers because he because the world still knows who spider-man is yeah that's an interesting question i feel like they probably do remember spider-man but not that peter parker is spider-man um, yeah which 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 means it is kind of soft reboot but at the same time he can still be in the avengers stuff <laughs> yeah exactly like they've left themselves enough wiggle room yeah. to bring back you know zendaya when she inevitably remembers that she's in love with with, with, Sp- <laughs> with spider-man but i also do like as well like the, the, the idea of like tony stark's fortunes and stuff they're kind of going what going now yeah like you know it was sort of setting up tom holland was going to be the new tony stark and he was going to yeah. have all the money whereas he doesn't have it anymore so yeah like, so are the event are the avengers gonna have any money now like you know are the event is, is the next avengers like sort of big arc gonna be actually way less way less than than we than the last one maybe mm. maybe the maybe the the film's going to be completely different because everyone's not in these high-tech tony stark suits maybe it's much well, more, more grounded now i would love that to be the case because yeah i mean that that's like when i talk about how it annoyed me in these spider-man movies that a grown-up would turn up and tell him to punch a dragon or whatever mm. it was it was like kind of like iron man and his son which i understand why they did it but it was like get iron man out of my spider-man movies please like i don't yeah. like iron man as a character particularly i don't spider-man certainly doesn't need him as a father figure um and it always bugged me so it's really interesting to see him separated from that wealth um and obviously now he's, he's got the memory of him. may he's got the memory of may now it's not tony stark now it's may for him you know yeah absolutely um okay one big one big thing left to talk about we've left until the end i don't actually think this is that important or that impressive As but I it said, is it wasn't it surprised is nice. by anything <laughs> no so what well, i'm gonna i'm gonna drop in one tiny thing first and that is to say uh i was having a conversation with anthony not not two weeks ago uh we were at a, a board game night with Emmett, in fact and i yeah. said uh i said uh, spider-man's in court in one of the scenes of that trailer and if you're if you're a superhero in a court in new york you call matt murdoch to uh, defend you and wouldn't you bloody know it daredevil turns up yeah, yeah. uh in this movie which i was I, I, i'll be honest i was more excited for daredevil turning up than i was for the other reveal which is what everyone expected that andrew garfield and toby Maguire roll up as their respective spider-man in this movie um yeah. and do spider-man stuff you know what's weird about it right because we don't have to talk too much about it like i think we both probably enjoyed it but i i'll just i, I love seeing three spider-men swinging together it was so cool that was but- great i did get a little when that that scene that bit at the end where it kind of does the slow motion and all the spider-man are swinging in i did get a little kind of like childlike that's pretty cool uh, yeah that's feeling. pretty cool uh but i will say i will say um there's there's not much to speak about like we could talk about how no. they ref they referenced memes and stuff like oh. i don't really know if that's 
I don't, you know, do what you want to do, Disney. But what, what, we don't really need to talk about too much about it because the fact of the matter is, Conrad, it just felt, it weirdly felt right. I don't know. There was something about it that just didn't feel like I was watching something that I hadn't seen before. It did, I, I didn't feel like I'm finally seeing three Spider-Men together. It just felt like, yeah, this makes sense, actually. It's, they actually yeah. The chemistry between the three was good. It, it felt like when, when, when seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield together... It felt like we had seen them together before, and Tom Holland was the only new one. It, it, it was so strange, like the, how familiar it all was. I, See, I, 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 I felt like me. I, I didn't mind it, but like at all. I, and there were bits that I definitely did enjoy, but I felt like the whoa, three Spider Men stuff, like kind of it wore thin on me really quickly. Like, with oh, the, you mean the characters' reactions to it? Well, not even just the characters' reactions to it. Just there's a couple of scenes where they're all talking to each other about their experiences and. It, it's it it just the dialogue didn't feel like it worked a lot of the time to me i didn't hate it but it's just like yeah, oh well, you've been into space oh you know like like and all this stuff like i and and then like toby Maguire being like you're amazing to andrew garfield and it's like yeah okay i get it you're amazing Spider-Man. yeah actually no i was i was full, i was fully into all that uh, i i think um I, yeah, no, I, I was fully into that. It's a spider, like they're Spider Men, you know. What I mean, like they're, they're, they're yeah, going to be saying they're going to be saying cringy stuff. But like, like, but the stuff that I enjoyed was was there as well. Like, I enjoyed them talking about Gwen Stacy. I really enjoyed Andrew Garfield's moment of saving Zendaya's life. And, you oh, know, except tear, like, except like I agree. I love the moment. It was great, fantastic. But Jesus, the, the speed at which that like shot. From the moment we saw him jump in the ghetto to the moment he was holding her on the ground, must, <laughs> yeah. must have been a second and a half. Yeah, it wasn't that it long. It didn't look realistic him. at all. We got to get back to the star of the show. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on, Garfield's done. He'll never work in this town again. That was um, like so fast. Like I was like, hang on, how did he just catch her? Like it, it was literally like a video game. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I mean, that entire sequence was was very rapidly cut together, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Their, their dialogue, their kind of like quirky, oh, we're all Spider-Man and we've all had different experiences stuff, didn't really work for me a lot of the time. But uh, It worked for me. I, I, I loved as well the Tobey Maguire is a youth pastor line. I think that just that was very funny. I he did look that, like one. Yeah. He did look like he one. He did look like a youth pastor, yeah. He, uh, he, he, he looked... Yeah, he, he came in dressed like a man who's close to his 50s, which I think Toby Maguire probably is now. Yeah, I, so. I did I, I did like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I did like um mo- like moments where... Like, you wouldn't really see this in a Spider-Man film. I don't know why, but like just like whenever they say like, to Andrew Garfield, prove that, you, pr- you know, prove that you're Spider-Man, and he just like puts his hand on the roof and just hangs there. I'm just like, actually, you know what? I actually... Co- it's really... You- not really feel like it doesn't feel like a part of a movie it's just a stupid joke but i actually really like that i thought it was oh uh, yeah i i like that scene i think that's so that's okay because it's like just him interacting with uh with um the uh spider-man spider friends family and <gasps> grandma what about the craziest thing of all what's that uh his sidekick ned has magical powers oh yeah that's <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, I guess he's gonna be the super sorcerer supreme after 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 Wong, uh, after Wong dies. Whenever that's gonna happen, probably in uh, Sam Raimi's next uh, Doctor Strange movie, they'll kill off Wong 
he's had he's had his fun and now he's gonna die and um... uh, that's crazy like uh, it's funny like everyone i think the big rumor of the year has been that this character is going to be like the hobgoblin or something I, I don't see that at all to be honest with you and there was actually there was a nice little jokes in this one where they were saying about how like their best friends betrayed them and then ned went up to peter and was like really like you know didn't want to talk to him or whatever because he 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 didn't want to be de- he didn't want to be killed by spider-man you know? yeah he doesn't want to betray him and die a horrible death <laughs> yeah. which is fair enough you know yeah. that's that is fair enough um okay so uh final thoughts how did, how did you feel about this overall i i really enjoyed it like i take the criticisms that you've had there i think i've had a few as well but overall i think we would both be lying if we didn't say it was a good cinema trip you know it was yeah it, it's a it was a good film and i and i think that um i i i'm i didn't think i would walk out thinking to myself i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do in the next spider-man because mm. All I've been thinking about the last month was Spider-Man, and yeah. I've come out thinking I can't wait to see the next Spider-Man. So that's that's pretty well yeah, that they've done that, you know. I think that's definitely true of me. Like Far From Home, I was a bit like, okay, I'm getting. In, uh, I loved Homecoming. Um, I'm just I, I loved seeing Spider-Man in something again, and um, Far From Home, I was a bit like, I'm starting to get a bit of fatigue with this now. But absolutely, by the end of this, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm really on board with whatever they do with Spider-Man next. Um, which is all I could really ask for um, Mm -hmm. from this. So did you end up giving it a rating? We've got to give it the arbitrary rating. Yeah, I think I'll probably give it four four star. I'm not going to give it five, but um, which a lot of people are, uh, critics included, which is understandable. But I I think there was enough room for improvement that I would give it a four. Okay. I I think I gave it a three. I think I gave it a three. It was close to a four. There were moments that... We're knocking on the door of a four, but I just didn't think the healing the villain stuff. The Toby Maguire, the Toby Maguire backline didn't give it to you. Oh, I hated that. I hated that entire <laughs> bit. That, that, that entire conversation shouldn't have been in there. It was awful, <laughs> awful. But um, but that's the joy of movies, folks. Is sometimes you have disagreements about <laughs> about yep. how good they are. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we need to do. We need to do our a question that we always answer as we oh, always yes. do i was reading through my script and i was like what have i missed here i, like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't just finish um okay so anthony based on that what is your favorite movie this week my favorite movie this week is um just 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 to say something different because we've been talking about it for 45 minutes Encanto, the new disney musical i went to see it <laughs> i went to see it with my son uh Call me basic, but Lim Manuel Miranda does it for me, and I've been listening to the soundtrack, and it's great. Okay, lovely. Well, he makes a good he makes a good soundtrack. He's 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 good mm-hmm. at that. Um, my favorite movie is gonna be I'm gonna say Knives Out because I watched that yesterday, and oh, it's a good film. That's still a great movie. Um, yeah. Okay, right. Well, that is gonna do it for us for not one but two weeks. Mm-hmm. Here on the yeah. best movie podcast ever because we're taking a break for Christmas, so we can uh, we can be. You've with had our loved fifty-two ones. in a row. You can take one more week off. Exactly. Yeah, can't believe it. Thank you for sticking with us for the entire year, and and we'll uh, we'll hope to see you in uh, in twenty twenty two where we continue mm-hmm. to talk bollocks about movies. Thank you to uh, Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot for the use of our theme song. You can find links to their stuff down in the description below and seriously thank you to you for joining us if you if you're new or if you joined us right at the beginning and you've w- watched us the whole way through um it's been amazing thank you so much if you're not subscribed if you've been watching for 52 or listening for 52 weeks and you're not subscribed what are you doing yeah Come what on. are you doing like? what are you doing 
with with a, with a culture game on YouTube, with the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps. Just do one of them. Just do one of them. That's all <laughs> yeah, I ask. <laughs> and get involved in the comments. Uh, let us know what you've been watching. Um, it's, it's always interesting to hear how people feel about these movies to see how how wrong we are. Uh, and we will see you same time, same place next year. Oh, and cut.